Welcome to the Proverbial Pals. We are continuing our season of Advent. If you don't follow us on social media, pop on over to Facebook or Instagram and give us a follow to keep up to date on all things at Proverbial Pals HQ. The word we are looking at today for Jesus is the Great High Priest. Hebrews 4, verse 14 to 15. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Thanks, Nick. So as we have seen throughout this season of Advent series, Jesus has many titles attributed to him, which is kind of the whole point of this series. And the high priest is one of them. So in the book of Hebrews, Jesus is called a high priest. So in chapter four, also in chapter two. So Nick, I wanted to pose a question to you. What is the role of a priest? Within the, just like general? Yeah, sure, general, in, in general. Um, I mean, depending on different religions, um, different priests would have different roles usually. Uh, generally speaking, mm. a priest might be the, the mediator uh, between the people and uh, the God or, or God's little G, um, potentially there as well. They might, they hold a role where they might serve the God or God's um, that they are, you know, professing to worship. Um, yeah, pray those two things. They kind of either serve, they, yeah, they, they serve God or gods and they serve the people and, and work as a the in-between mediator middleman or woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But priests will mediate religious services and they are ones that are, you know, in the Old Testament, holy and set apart to perform those services. So in the Old Testament, priests were responsible for making intercession to God for the people by offering many sacrifices and offerings that the law required. So among the priests, one was appointed as the high priest, and he entered into the most holy place once a year on the Day of Atonement to place the blood of, of the sacrifice on the Ark of the Covenant. So by these yearly, daily and yearly sacrifices, the sins of the people were temporarily covered, but these were only temporary solutions until Jesus came to take away their sins. So the first place we find the word priest used in the Bible is in Genesis 14. Abraham entered into battle to rescue his nephew Lot, who had been captured by the army. And on his return, Abraham was met by Melchizedek and priest of the Most High God. This man, whose name means the King of Righteousness, bless Abraham and the Most High God, who gave victory to Abraham. In return for this blessing, Abraham gave 10% of all of his spores of the war to Melchizedek. So by this act, Abraham acknowledged Melchizedek's high position as the priest of God. When Jesus is called our high priest, it's in reference to previous priesthoods. So like Melchizedek, he is ordained as a priest apart from the law given on Mount Sinai. Like the Old Testament priests, Jesus offered a sacrifice to satisfy the law of God when he offered himself for our sins. However, unlike these Old Testament priests who had to continually offer sacrifices, Jesus only had to offer his sacrifice once, and that gained eternal redemption 
for all those who came to who come to God through Him. Sort of touching on the episode a couple of days ago about re- um, Jesus being a redeemer. Mm. So one other important point about Jesus' priesthood is that every priest is appointed from men, among men. Sorry, Jesus, though God from eternity, became a man in order to suffer death and serve it as our high priest. As a man, he was subject to all the weakness, weaknesses, and temptations that we are as humans. So he could put personally relate to us in our own struggles, as we could see in the Bible verse that Nick read before at the start. Yeah, I mean, he's the perfect balance, right, between being the son of God, and so hence has the understanding and the need for justice to happen. But at the same time, he also gets it because he was human and he, he walked our life, and so he gets the fact that we need mercy and grace as well. Is that that balance, the, the, the perfect balance between the two. Yeah, so Jesus is the perfect balance between the two, right? He's the son of God. So he kind of, he gets it from the perspective of there, he understands the need for justice to occur. But at the same time, he was fully man. And so he gets what we go through. He understands our problems, our inability to sort ourselves out um, and gets our need for grace and for mercy. And so he's able to mediate with the father on our behalf because he's that perfect balance of the two being fully son of God and being fully son of man, being both God and man at the same time. He's yeah, he's, he's, he's the, he is the perfect person for that role. To put it in a modern context, bosses can be known for their lack of empathy towards their employees. Maybe they treat them as like a resource rather than actual human beings. However, Jesus is not like that. He has empathy and he has gone through the human struggles. So throwing it back to a few days ago when we talked about the bread of life, where Nick took us through that, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness by Satan. And Satan does his best to get Jesus to abuse his power and turn stone into bread. Satan prods Jesus three times to be tempted, but Jesus has no ego and rebukes Satan every time. The God we worship has suffered the strongest of temptations. He was he was hungry. He'd been in the desert. Why wouldn't he do that? But he didn't turn rocks into food when he was starving. I know that I personally wouldn't have been able to resist that. But he's he's been through that. So he can empathize with when we suffer. And he suffered those problems himself. Throwing back to what you were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. Jesus kind of doing away with the, the old order of things and the way like they used to... like. The, the old sacrifices, which were incomplete because, um, I mean, you throw back to our episode on the goat where we talked about like, there's, yeah, there's no animal. There's no person. No one has the authority, the power to, be able to hold sin down like Jesus does. So obviously there was the need to an old order of things to keep doing it regularly, doing some of those sacrifices. Jesus comes in, does away with the old order of things, because he has that qualification to be able to do so. Um, one of the one of my favorite stories is uh, Matthew 12, when the Pharisees come around looking to throw hands with Jesus. You know, disciples have been picking some corn to eat on the Sabbath day, which, you know, is a big no-no, can't, you know, do any work on the Sabbath. But the disciples are hungry, pick some corn so they could eat. Anyway, and Jesus throws down um, with them, verse, verses 6 through to 8, where he says, I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. 
you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus is coming in being like, you've completely missed the whole point of what, like, what is even meant to be going on here. We're just even, we're not good enough. So we need to, something needs to happen. There needs to be atonement for our sins. And God gives us some solutions around that. And even then we still muck those up. And so we actually need Jesus. So Jesus comes in and be like, look, you've, you've already stuffed it up. All right. Like I'm, I'm greater than that. One greater than the temple is now here. I'm get I'm here to get rid of all the old order of things. All you need is me. All you need is the way, the truth, the life, the the bread of life. All the all these things we've kind of we've seen and understood about Jesus this last couple of weeks. It's all kind of rolling out here when Jesus comes to say, "I am it. I am all you need. I am greater than the temple. I am who I am." And I'm here to redeem you. So to sum up, Jesus is greater than any other priest. And that's why he's called our great high priest, as we saw in Hebrews 4. And that should give us the boldness to come onto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks again. Bye.